Nimtim Architects is a London-based architecture, landscape, and interior studio led by Nimi Atanayaki and Timothy O'Callaghan. And with several recognitions and many more along the way, Nimtim as a studio has always been open about their practice for the very well-nurtured diversity, imagination, and collaboration across a wide range of thinking and backgrounds. Today, we are joined by Tim, and we plan to converse on the topic of co-creation and on embracing diversity at the center of process, which we thought is so fitting to hear him share about this topic. So thank you so much for being here, Tim. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Will you first tell us about the firm and how everything started? Uh, so we've been, uh, so Nim Tim started uh, just under 10 years ago now. Um, and um, it started um, just with myself and, and, and then Nimi joined. Um, and since then we've been growing kind of steadily, um, working on a lot of domestic um, um, projects that at homes. Um, but we've also started working, uh, diversifying into other sectors like public realm, landscape, um, small, small uh, housing, mixed use. Um, so yeah, and that's so we've been and we've been trying to kind of bring a similar approach and ethos across all different kind of scales and typologies. That's great. How would you describe your design approach, and what was the main inspiration behind it? Um, I think it's about a process. I think it's more about a design process. Um, so um, what we've been developing over the ten years that we've been practicing is a kind of way to approach a, pro a project that uh, brings everyone inside the process of design. Um, so we, rather than relying on a kind of individual um, viewpoint uh, or kind of, you know, um, viewpoints or kind of um, uh, approaches top down, we're trying to create a process that everyone can kind of follow, that um, everyone within the practice can follow um that uh, allows us to create projects that reflect the people that will be ultimately be using the, the the buildings or the spaces so we've developed a kind of um from the beginning we've kind of developed a way of a briefing game so we, we we play a game with our clients and building users to try and understand how they how they would want to use the space what they want to achieve through the project um and then so that builds a kind of strong foundation of understanding. Uh, it also brings us closer to them um, in terms of understanding them and, 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 and knowing them. That's really important. Um, and then we have a kind of series, you know, we have a process of kind of workshop, you know, workshops at each stage of the, pro of the process so that we're uh, always kind of creating together and collaborating together with the people that are going to use the building. So um, I think the, Ultimately, what we want to do is make buildings and spaces that reflect the people that are going to use them. Mm -hmm. And to achieve that, we've created a process um, that um, allows us to create together. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of a, in 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 a lot of words the kind of summary of how we how we how we approach projects. It's amazing and so holistic. I'm sure you've dealt a lot with uh, clients and, and users firsthand. So um, I want to touch on the topic of diversity. Why do you think is diversity important in the design process? 
I think there's different ways of defining that, defining diversity. Obviously, we live in a very um, diverse city and um, it's important that we kind of reflect the people that we're uh, creating spaces for. So I think, and that kind of comes down to lived experience and um, kind of different perspectives on things. Um, I think also within our within our team, I think it's important to have diversity of um, approaches, um, different ways of designing, different strengths in different uh, sort of parts of the or stages of the design process. Um, and I mean, all of that kind of comes together to why is that important? It's important so that we can understand the people that we're, we're, we're creating spaces for um, and and also challenge each other, you know, in terms of um, how we're approaching a, a, a situational problem. So, um, yeah, I think it's kind of multi-layered question um, and I think it's important in lots of different ways. Um, so I think we've tried to, we obviously, we try to put together a, a diverse team within the practice in, in all of those different senses. Um, um, but we also are kind of conscious that we still always need to kind of challenge ourselves. And, and, and I think it's also, you need to be open to learning from others and learning from people outside the practice. So I think it's really important that the kind of, that's why having this kind of process that allows everyone to kind of contribute to the design is really important because um, and, and one of the key things we want to do is empower people who are quite often not particularly empowered within these kind of processes to to, to feel confident to contribute. So I think that is also um, a key part of what we do. Hmm. It's like extending what you guys do in the office to end users or clients, which I think is very nice. Yeah, well, that's what we try to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> In what ways can we combine innovation and culture to foster the process of co-creation in architecture and design? I guess if we're talking about um, technical technological innovation um, and um, kind of culture, I guess around uh, within different organizations or different groups, um, I think you, you know, we've always tried to look at technical, technological innovation um, in a critical way. So rather than just using any kind of uh, uh, innovation for the sake of it, uh, really seeing if it can support what we're trying to do um, and question that as to whether that's something that is useful to what we're trying to achieve. Um, I mean, one good example, for instance, is how um, social media um, can support and um, allow us to connect with people who quite often wouldn't be part of a, uh, let's say on the larger, larger projects. Um, traditionally, you have kind of, you know, resident meetings or you'll have kind of open evenings where people could come and, and, and be informed about a, a project and comment on it. Now, typically that can quite often um, mean more people who are kind of traditionally involved in those sort, sorts of activities. So quite often people who are kind of embedded, have been embedded in the community for a long time 
um, and generally older, they've got a bit more time to kind of go to these things and um, are more kind of aware of the, the, the processes that happen and also more, more kind of confident in expressing their viewpoints. Now, those people are really important to be um, uh, kind of involved in the process and listen to, but what's can be useful about social media see social media allows you to actually reach out to people who wouldn't normally think about attending those kind of events um so that's quite a good example of where uh technological innovation can allow you to uh, achieve more with um something like that something like a kind of um consultation process um so yeah i think you have to look at it critically and just um uh, decide and 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 just use technology only 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 kind of use it if it's if it really helps you to achieve what you want cool so all this time we've been saying that we design for people um right but i also want to extend it to a larger environment so how can architecture bring people and nature together do you think um yeah, I think it's always been part of what we've thought about and uh, NIMI has a, we, we've always kind of combined um, kind of architecture and landscape design. Um, we have, um, NIMI has a kind of landscape qualification and other people in the practice are, um, kind of have experience working in landscape design. So it's always something that we think about from the very beginning and we've invo been involved in some landscape projects um, in the last few years um i think um increasingly we're kind of be, you know obviously things are changing so fast in the world and um we've become more aware of the um benefit of having kind of access to nature for, for people um but also the importance of it from a um it, it more generally in kind of supporting biodiversity um and moving away from a sort of kind of very man-made and sterile environment so yeah I think um I think it has to be embedded from the beginning as soon as you start when, when you start thinking about any kind of project how does it relate to the landscape how does how can we bring the people who are you going to use that space closer to um, nature closer to um environments that are going to support well-being and kind of um just like gen like general one thing you know one thing we talk we think about we think about a lot as kind of natural into the work that we do is like the enjoyment of every day like how do you enjoy how do, how does everyday bits of life work and how do you create pleasure mm -hmm. and kind of joy within those and, and being able to access a small amount of greenery or a, a small garden is always critical so um scaling that up as well you know how do we bring uh that sense of um closeness to nature um in. And, and you you have to embed it from the beginning it has to be part of the thought process from the beginning building doesn't just exist in a kind of sterile city it um it, it it exists within a kind of natural context as well so yeah i think it's um it's just making sure that that's considered from the start that's neat will you now tell us about the wild garden project and why what did you try to accomplish through the design um the wild garden project is um it's really a one that's a bit it's really about the collaborative um process uh so we actually we, we kind of came on board after the project had got planning 
um, and um, the clients were kind of, you know, had design training actually, and so they 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 were they, you know, they they were quite articulate in um, understanding materials and spaces already. So our input was really about kind of working with them and um, working together to create a really special place and a really special kind of home. So um, uh, kind of bringing in your previous question about um, how do we bring people in nature, it was kind of focused around this really incredible garden that uh, uh, was kind of the back, in the back of London terraces, which are always kind of really quiet and um, tranquil places and it had this kind of beautiful brick wall original brick wall and mature trees with kind of dappled lights so it was really about um how to connect to that space and and bring that into all of the interior spaces um so i think that was one of the key um objectives of that project the other one was that the clients had this amazing collection of art and um, furniture so creating a backdrop that really celebrated those objects and those things. Um, and I think there's also something about kind of timelessness on that project. You know, we wanted to create something that didn't feel like it was of now, but that could have been there for, you know, decades. It's sort of um, something about the kind of richness of the textures and the materials and the quality of the light. Um, was was important. So there's all these kind of you know, the things that we defined and things that we hadn't really defined, but that we worked because we, we that we worked on together with the with the with the client. So um, yeah, it, there was lots of things going on, but fundamentally it was about a collaboration. That's really cool. So lastly, in your opinion, what are keys to enhancing connectivity in design and architecture? I think it's a, yeah, I think it's about um, uh being open to that um not not work not working in a vacuum and being very aware that you're not working in a vacuum so having tools and uh, awareness that it's about communication and it's about collaboration with all these different kind of um stakeholders um i think that's the key thing it's about an attitude rather than sort of um rather than anything specific which you've displayed very nicely yeah i think um i really appreciate how you and your team have really delved into process and really take the time to get to know users really involving them and collaborating with them and it is a really important reminder for us that design is all about people uh, we essentially design uh, for these people so like you said before we need to make sure that we make something that is easy for them to understand as well and what better way to do that than to involve them from the very beginning so thank you so much for sharing today no worries it's been a pleasure